We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? So in the end we decided to get a pretty nice meal. Like it was like almost 400 quid. And afterwards both of us were like, that wasn't worth it at all. Yeah. Do you know what is just as good? It's an M&S meal for two. To yourself? Yeah, you have both portions to yourself. That's decadence right there. Can I please have an M&S meal for two for one? <laughs> You're listening to Watching Films on the Toilet. <laughs> you just called us mid-conversation mid about pricey meals. I mean, it doesn't get more white middle class man than that does it that's right we're embracing that we are we're leaning into that we are two white men i'm white man ben and this is uh, white man amen mm-hmm. um and this is watching films on the toilet a couple of dads who watch movies on the toilet because we can't watch the violent scary stuff that we want to check out with our kids yeah they're too young for that and this week we're going to be talking about the exorcist believer mm. uh directed by david gordon green uh which is a sequel to my favorite film of all time yes i didn't realize that i'm a big big fan of the exorcist mm. and uh the devil in general you know <laughs> Uh, (laughs) not really he's a bad rat doesn't he the old devil I'd say he's treated unfairly should we cancel the devil (laughs) he's honest do you know what people hating the devil you're playing right into his hands Mm. that's exactly what he wants that's exactly right he's a big bully isn't he yeah you know the bullies they just they just want a reaction yeah if you see him just say hi hello devil how's it going (laughs) etc that sounded like uh, Tom Hardy hello devil How's it going? Hello, devil. <laughs> Kill him with kindness. Exactly. This is it, Eamon. And this is, this is the ethos that I wish you would take on board. But I will you never. Won't. And it made me think, I bet you're pretty happy that the HS2 railway's been cancelled, aren't you? Yes, of course I am. Why? There are less northerners coming down here, <laughs> stinking up the joint. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Any link, potential link with the North that's cut off, Eamon's going to be well into that. I, on the other hand, feel it was a huge waste of uh, of our public money. Um, and I'm very saddened that the, the North and South divide mm. has grown even more. Not me. Obviously, as the, as the mm. voice of reason that's on right. the podcast. See, Ben's the straight man. Yeah. If you had not guessed that so far, he's the straight man. <laughs> Eamon <laughs> uh, is the gay man. Yeah, that's so. how that's how the uh, standard <laughs> double act formula works. One straight man, the yeah, other, yeah, the other right. incredibly gay. <laughs> We're going to chat about the Exorcist Believer in about fifteen minutes. Uh, before that, Eamon, <clears throat> do we have any correspondence from the last episode? I got a bit of voicemail. Mm. So uh, I'm just going to let me just play it. Okay, let's hear it. Hello, toilet boys. Comedy journeyman Josh Widdicombe here. I wanted to get in touch to let you know about the new series of Hold the Front Page I'm currently recording. (laughs) The premise of the show is that, for some reason, I'm a reporter for a local newspaper and won't write about those quote-unquote funny stories that appear in local news that make most people want to kill themselves. (laughs) 
The ostensible reason for me doing this show is that it's a heartwarming way of showing that the news is not just about misery and horror, but it can genuinely help bring communities together. The actual reason for this show is that I murdered a string of prostitutes, and I need the money to pay for the super injunction to keep it out of the headlines, whilst my fixer intimidates any potential witnesses to keep them from testifying. With me on this journey is Nish Kumar, another comedian who's just as annoying as I am, but in a different, more nasal way. Anyway, I've been tasked with finding a human interest story about two pathetic lamos, which made me immediately think of you guys. So let me know if you have a minute so I can take down the details of your pitiful lives. All the best, Josh. God, he makes my blood boil, Eamon. That guy, rude. He's baiting us. Keeps on failing upwards, doesn't he, that guy? I don't want to come across as like a moany person, but mm. it's a bit out of order. He keeps on killing these prostitutes, isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit out of order. Yeah. I don't want it to sound controversial, but I don't think you should do it. I don't think you should kill women who work as prostitutes. Should we do a poll? Yeah. No, okay. I might be in I might be in the minority here. <laughs> I don't think it's something you should do. But let's let's put it to, to the listeners and see what they think. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Let us know okay. if you if you agree with Josh Widdicombe that killing women is fine and good. Yeah, like Josh like Josh said. Or, or if you're brave. Let us know if you don't think it's okay. Okay, good. Thanks. Okay. Ben, did you, did you have any uh, <laughs> any letters? I do, yeah. I've had a letter. I'll, I'll read it to you. So, um, dear watching films on the toilet, Steven Spielberg here. Ooh. Last week, you were chatting about movies with numbers in their titles that replace letters. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. But the big honchos in Hollywood always stop me from doing it. I mean, heavens to Betsy. It's just one letter, right? I had this great sequel to Jaws lined up with a four instead of an A. They didn't like it. I had two sequels to E.T. ready to go. E2 and 3T. (laughs) They didn't like either of them. Can you believe this riffraff? Schindler's List is a standalone movie. So how about we replace (laughs) the L's (laughs) (laughs) with ones, I said. No dice. Okay. Lincoln was the 16th president. Mm-hmm. So how about L16 Colm? <laughs> yeah. Saving Private mm-hmm. Ryan? How about S4V1NGPR1V4T3RY4N? I said. No. Get bent, they said. Mm. So I gave up. Thanks, guys. Stephen. Wow. So uh, Steven Spielberg there, who surprisingly kind of digs the whole can you, numbers instead can of Can you read out thing. again the Saving Private Ryan? What he had said for that? <laughs> um, so he said, S4V1NG PR1V4 43RY4N. <laughs> oh dear. Well, it's time for uh, I would say the most important yeah. part of the podcast, which is when we uh, discuss one of 
many pick and mix sweets. We're going to share our thoughts and our opinions on a pick and mix suite. Uh, and then we're going to give it a score. I'm going to say our rating and whether it would make our essential pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and I'm big fans of pick and mix. So what's the sweet this week, Eamon? Sweet this week, Ben, is flying saucer. Flying saucer. I haven't had a flying saucer for a while. I had one recently at my my wife's church harvest bait thing. Yeah. They they have got their marketing bang on the money. They give away free sweets for children. Yeah. So I went, I went up there with like my son and daughter, and I was like, uh, why don't you pick a few more uh, flying saucers? Let's put a few more flying saucers in there. And um, oh, some of the cola bottles. Put a few cola bottles in. Your kids, you could take like loads and not get told off. Exactly. It's a great idea. Sweet. Jesus loves sweets as well, doesn't he? So Very sweet tooth. Okay, so you load it up. They're quite, they're quite an old, <laughs> old sweet been around for quite a long time i think you you don't find them very often in yeah. cinemas these days i wonder if it's because they're very light no you're right the lightness you could fill a bag with those and only be like a quid um, a man who was dishing out the sweets in the church told me that they started out this is so this is purely conjecture i can't i've not verified mm. this but he said yeah. they started out as spare uh, communion wafers <laughs> And uh, the, 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 the company making was just like, oh, God, we've got these communion wafers. We're never going to get rid of them. Yeah. And then someone was like, hang on, put a load of sugar in the middle, sandwich it together, voila. I'm sorry, Eamon, but can you imagine how many more people would go to church if you got a flying saucer as the bread? Oh, God, that'd be amazing. Body of Christ? Yeah, I'll have six. <laughs> I'm actually uh, <laughs> super holy, so you better give me eight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just give me the bag, mate. Give- I'll eat his whole body. <laughs> <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? I'd, uh, I'd be, I'd be queuing up. Keep coming back. Be like wearing hats and that. Here's another one. Yeah, little fake tash. Here's another Why one. are you bringing that enormous bag of fancy dress with you? Shut up. <laughs> Sharp, I'm trying to get more body of Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Has that sentence ever been said before? (laughs) Shut up, I'm trying to get more body of Christ. (laughs) All right, look, Eamon, let's start with you this time. I want you to rate flying saucers. Just give me a little thought, share your thoughts on flying saucers and uh, give me a rating and whether it would make it to your your essential uh, cup. I'm a big fan of flying saucers, and I was really pleased that they didn't disappoint when I ate some the other day. I ate loads. I thought really good. And it's nice having the textural difference. You know, the lot, these other sweets are heavy. They've got heft. It's nice having a couple of communion wafers with a bit of, <laughs> bit of uh, sherbet. So I'm going to give it 10 pick out of 10 mix. Wow, Eamon. Mm. That's significant. And so, of course, it would make my essential bag. Would make your essential bag. I just like the different ways you can eat them. You can just pop them in whole. Yeah, you can, you can can't you? nibble a little hole, then empty yeah. out the sherbet, and then have a really bland <laughs> wafer afterwards. I yeah. don't know why you do that. Yeah. No, but for some reason, people do. It's nice. They? Yeah, they take a bite, that. sherbet's gone. Oh, sherbet's dis- down. Disappointing leftover. It's like a miniature hip flask full of sherbet, and then then you eat the hip flask afterwards, like you would with any hip flask. So Ben, what would you give it? I'm not that keen on the texture. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way it kind of sticks to the roof of your mouth. Yeah. 
Um, you have to like, like get it off with your tongue. It's the body of Christ for you. I love the sweetness of the sherbet in the middle. I mean, that's always a, it's always a hit. I'm not quite as enthusiastic as you are. I'd probably put a couple in. Um, I think I'm going to give it seven pick out of ten mix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And would it make your essential bag? Only a ham. Mm-hmm. But um, I would I would put a few in. Okay. Okay. So, without further ado, mm-hmm. it's on to the Exorcist Believer. Okay. So, uh, the Exorcist Believer, uh, David Gordon Green's latest attempt to resurrect a beloved horror franchise. Eamon, what did you drink for me so that I may summer wee this film um, in the time it takes you to do a big old long wee? Yeah, good question. So uh, in the quest to find something funny, I turned to chat GPT oh, yeah. with the question, what is the best cocktail to make for an exorcism? <laughs> chat GPT says... Cocktails are typically associated with social gatherings, relaxation, enjoyment, and not religious or spiritual <laughs> rituals like exorcism. An exorcism is a serious and solemn practice performed by re- religious authorities to drive out supposed evil spirits. And it's not appropriate to mix such a ritual with a cocktail. Oh. I then said, what is the best soft drink for an exorcism? Right. And then it says, uh, water or non-alcoholic beverages like plain water, tea or coffee may be appropriate for staying hydrated during a lengthy (laughs) ritual. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Then I asked, how could you kick things up a little, if you know know what I mean? And it says, I understand you might be looking for a more lighthearted or humorous response, but when it comes to serious matters like exorcisms, it's important to treat them with the utmost respect. Mm, yeah. Then I said, "Could I sneak in a hip flask with a mojito in it?" And I said, "I strongly advise against attempting to sneak alcohol or cocktails into serious and sacred events." It's not. It's not backing down, is it? No. Then I said, "Boring." And I says, "I understand the topic of exorcism and related discussions may not be engaging for everyone. If you have other questions or tro- topics you'd like to discuss, please feel free to ask." Mm. So then I said. Can you wear a hat made of fruit like Carmen Miranda to an exorcism? <laughs> and ChatGPT says, wearing a hat made of fruit like Carmen Miranda to an exorcism or any solemn religious event would be highly inappropriate and disrespectful. <laughs> so I'm going to have to stick to the water. I drank some water. Water. How much water did you drink? I drank um, two relatively big glasses. Okay. All right. So how long does that give me? Yeah, a minute and 15 seconds. Lovely. Well, thank you. Set the timer. Lovely. All right. Three, two, one, go. So there's this dad whose pregnant wife is injured in an earthquake and he has to choose between her and his unborn child. 13 years later, his wife is dead and his daughter heads off into the woods with her Christian friend and they go missing for three days. Did you know that Jesus was in his grave for three days before he came back to life? That's in the Bible, by the way, in case you didn't know. Eventually, Mm. the girls are found and they're all possessed and bloated and rude and that. And because they've got messed up feet, Christian girl's mum decides they must have burnt them in hell because hell is very hot, apparently. Mm. And sorry, I should explain, hell is a place where bad people go when they die. 
according to the Bible. Anyway, dead wife dad is all like, what? But then this neighbor tells him that she used to be a nun. So he goes off to find Ellen Burstyn, who wrote a book about her daughter Reagan's possession, even though that would implicate her daughter in the murder of her friend Burke. But as you'll find out later, the police don't mind exorcism, so it's fine. Anyway, Ellen Burstyn decides to have a go at exercising the dead mum girl because she's an expert and gets her eyes stabbed out with a crucifix. Mm which is a Christian symbol that represents the death and resurrection of Jesus. The parents of the possessed girls reach out to the church, but they won't help because they might get cancelled or something. So instead they invite the whole town to an exorcism party because the more the merrier. And it works, kind of. Dead mum girl is saved, but Christian girl is dragged to hell. But that's okay because we didn't really know anything about her character anyway. <laughs> the police show up and find a dead girl and a priest with a broken neck, but no one's arrested because... Jesus? I don't know. Oh, and blind Ellen Burstyn is visited by a c***ing daughter. The end. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so that was um, a minute and 40 seconds. So 25 second yeah. overrun, but a very good detailed summary there. I mean, based on the summary, you may assume that I hated the film. Mm. And you would be right. <laughs> I hated this film. Okay. Uh, as you said previously... The Exorcist, the first one, is your favourite film. Like, gun to head, you've got to choose a favourite film. Mm. I love it. It's, it's my favourite horror film, yeah. Why? What, what, what makes it so special? It is, I feel like it's really a film that shouldn't exist because it's there, there was a lot of stuff that went on behind the scenes. There were a lot of vibes. There was a lot of stuff that William Freakin did, which he definitely shouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. But it created just this feeling of terror. And it's not about the possession it's about a priest who has lost his faith and finds it again and another priest who has to fight evil and a mother an atheist mother who completely changes throughout and what i'm talking about Eamon, is mm. character <laughs> development yeah um which is something that is very much missing from this film i had to cleanse my palate after watching this and just remind myself why The Exorcist is so good. And a lot of it is just the, the silence, the quiet throughout the film. And that just adds to the terror. Mm. Just this building. Or is this film? It was just so noisy. It's just so loud and jump scares. And uh, what do you think of The Exorcist? The first one I really loved. I like how atmospheric it is. Yeah. There's a feeling, and you mentioned this when we were talking about the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. That these old horror films make you feel. It's really hard to describe. It's just deep unease. Mm. And I've never felt it with a modern film. It's always old, old films. Yes. And they just create this atmosphere that just make you feel deeply uncomfortable. I heard I Mark Como talking about that, and he said, mm. you know, they chose Friedkin. He wasn't the original initial choice, but he won an Oscar for The French Connection mm -hmm. and he got the gig. And, you know, The French Connection feels like a documentary, doesn't it? It started out as a documentary maker, didn't he? And he brings that mm. to The Exorcist. It feels so real. He was going to put a car chase in it, wasn't he? In the original Exorcist. <laughs> the Exorcist, yes. Yes, Reagan was going to... It's going to be Reagan in a, uh, uh, an L train with uh, Max von Sydow. In, in a in a hearse. I think they essentially did that in The Exorcist too. But the gall of the people involved to think that they could somehow top or even just continue the original with this. 
Universal paid $400 million for the rights to the Exorcist franchise. You're kidding me. I'm not. Wow. A few years ago. Well, waste of money. This is not how you want to start that off. Like I always say on Reddit, when I'm arguing with people about Alien versus Aliens. Yeah. The smartest thing James Cameron did when he made that film is shift focus away from the from the creature itself and the horror of the creature yeah and change genre he changed yes. turned it into a combat film with a, a fantastic mother-daughter relationship yes or mother-daughter theme and that's why it's so great most people who like films have seen the original exorcist if you do it again we're just going to go oh that's a, yeah. a bit like the other one isn't it but not as good because I'm not scared because I've seen it before it's like all these people like is it David Gordon Green yeah they, all these directors are like geeks they know loads about film surely surely they must have gone oh, I should do what James Cameron did he, he he's the only person who's done sequels well maybe I should do that I just don't like what was the pitch for this like when they I'm assuming at some point someone got together and asked David Gordon Green to present something like what's what's the take well mm. there's two girls <laughs> okay and well we're gonna get loads of people to do the exorcism oh <laughs> excellent do you think they started with the word exorcist on a whiteboard and yeah. then he put s on the end exorcist and then yeah he turned the s into a dollar sign yes i you know what I think they might well have done Sold. that. Sold. That's it. It's hilarious. That is the laziest bit of like, uh, how can we up the stakes? Two, two girls, two girls been uh, possessed. Yeah, fine. And maybe, you know, maybe the whole, you have to choose one, which came out of nowhere. And so much of this just came out of mm. nowhere. Like at one point they were going to explode. <laughs> like at the end, <laughs> the woman who was into roots and whatever was like, um, yeah. <laughs> they're reaching the boiling temperature. Like, what? They're going to blow up. Yeah. And then, oh, actually, you can only pick one. Oh well, I pick my daughter, and I and I pick mine. And because you spent more time with me and my daughter, yeah. she's going to live. That's the one we want. Make us care about well, either of them. Like that scene at the end where Christian girl is dragged to hell. Mm. That should have been horrific. Yeah. But I didn't care. Because I don't care about her. Mm. And when she said um, in the church, the body in the blood, the body in the blood, oh, the God. body in the blood, yeah. she sounded like Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day. You know, he says, am I right or am I right? 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 Do you think the director was just like, uh, as part of her like character work, before we do the scene, I just want to show you this, uh, this great <laughs> yeah. bit of acting from elsewhere. It's just Ned Ryerson. It's really annoying. Bill yeah. Murray punches him in the face. Do you think before she gets in, into the uh, the aisle, she steps in a big puddle? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, God damn it. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, I thought the girls did, did well. They mm. Their performances were very good. But everyone else, I mean, they, they gave it their all. But like Anne Dowd... She's a great actress, but... She is. Like, weird. so this guy, he's lost faith. And then because this woman tells him that your daughter told me something that she would never know, like, he he's completely swung. Like, oh, then That's, she must be possessed. Maybe yeah. she's lying. He needed a little bit more persuading because he went from all religion is BS to yeah. I 100% believe in exorcisms. 
<laughs> within the was, space of yeah, two minutes. Definitely. Yeah. If his daughter had told him then that he'd chosen the mother, mm. that might have swung. Yeah, that would have been edge, interesting. Yeah. You know, but as it was, it's all this just secondhand information. Well, their feet were probably burned in hell. Mm, maybe. It's the most obvious. Or maybe they were just walking through the woods for three days. Yeah, that would mess up your feet. It would. Mm. Have you ever walked through the woods for three days? Oh, I've, I've done it for three minutes and I was I paid the price, I can tell you that. It hurts, mm. doesn't it? It's painful. And and again, they're in the woods for three days. So maybe we could spend that time while they're away developing some characters. Mm. But no, we're just... We're just going to look for them for a really long period of time, even though we know they're coming back. You know, eh. I finally went to uh, get around to seeing Oppenheimer in the IMAX. Should we talk about that instead? Because <laughs> that was pretty good. What did you think of it? I uh, uh, I liked it when he looked at you a lot. And he, he keeps on looking at you with his big face. He did have a big face in the IMAX. Massive face. Yeah. Real is, big. He, is that the real size of his face? That's how big Oppenheimer was. Wow. <laughs> wow. He's really big. Gigantic. Yeah. He's as big I, as the bomb. Maybe that's why they chose him. I, I nudged the guy next to me and I was like, he's fucking massive, isn't he? <laughs> he's fucking massive. And then I looked at him and I was like, isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I looked at when the um, they blew up that bomb. And they're all they were like, oh, oh my God, it's massive. <laughs> what? Your review is uh, sort of Cornish? I'm like, yeah. you, you got an angle on this. <laughs> I went to see it with one of those uh, a fisherman-based <laughs> choirs. <laughs> this harmonizing throughout. And we all had a sing-song Oh, beforehand. I hate sea shanties. Like, they make me feel physically sick. They did a sea shanty called The Tale of Robbie Oppenheimer. <laughs> And they were like, oh, he invented that Robbie. bomb. Robbie Oppieimer. <laughs> he was banging two birds. That was one of the, the lyrics. <laughs> he was banging two birds and building a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a pretty good sea shanty. That's pretty good sea shanty yeah. about Robert Oppenheimer. What I did find with uh, Bobby Oppenheimer, I, I really enjoyed the film. I did feel like I thought it was more about the bomb than him, even though yeah. the title kind of gives that away. So they should have just the, called it Bomb. I know, Bomb. Bombenheimer. Oh. Once mm. the bomb went bang, mm. and it did a big bang, didn't it? Yeah. That was what they said, wasn't it? When when it went bang, they were like, oh, bang! Someone, someone bang. went, you could hear after all settled down, someone went, bloody hell. Yeah, they did. God. That was when they when there was no sound for ages. Mm. They should have just had someone going bang really loudly. <laughs> that yeah, they should have just had one of the people in the background going, "It's not been a bang yet." Yeah, and then <laughs> where's a <the> bang to? <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously the fishermen choir yeah. are in the film now. Yeah, some some reason there they've gone to the. Yeah, what's, what was the place called? Uh, Los Alamos. Yeah, they're there. Yeah, I love that when they were planning. Like, what do you need? I need like six hundred of the greatest physics minds in the country. I need yeah. their families. I need a church. I need. Yeah. I need all the houses. I also need an all male Cornish <laughs> choir comprised solely of fishermen, and I need it now. And we need a new sea shanty every week. 
Yeah. You, they have to compose a sea shanty about the tragedy of my life. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. Um, anyway, so post bang, mm. everything that followed that, I, I wasn't really expecting. Mm. So it sort of felt like a bit tacked on. It felt like two, two films to it me. It did. I saw the creator at the weekend as well, mm. which I, I really enjoyed. And it just, it just made me want more original films. Yeah. Leave the exorcist alone. You're not going to top it. Do something else. Fuck off. <laughs> Apparently, William Friedkin um, told a film critic called Ed Whitfield. Mm. Asked him what he had to say about the Exorcist Believer before he died. Mm. And this is a horrible tribute to poor old Friedkin. Mm. He died so recently, this film, I mean. Anyway, but he said, Ed, the guy who made those new Halloween sequels is about to make one to my movie, The Exorcist. That's right. My signature film is about to be extended by the man who made Pineapple Express. <laughs> I don't want to be around when that happens. He oh, well, he got... But if there's a spirit world and I can come back, I plan to possess David Gordon Green and make his life a living hell. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, I mean, you're quite right. The, the good thing for like the movie studios is that horror films are really cheap to make. Yeah. Like comparatively... Like a, t- a good example was that Fede Alvarez one we watched, Don't Breathe. I thought it was really yeah, great innovative. Movie. Can't have cost that much to make. It was like two or three locations yeah. and about five actors. I see it. But really compelling. Was. So it, it can be done. It just, and I imagine that was like a fraction of the cost that, that this film was. It just takes a bit of like ingenuity and thought. We've got to talk about Ellen Burstyn, the way her character was treated. Yeah. It's pretty disrespectful. Holy moly. Mm. Like this whole legacy bringing back. Well, how can we bring her back? Well, of course, she's an author because apparently everyone in any film mm. uh, who's experienced some sort of trauma writes a That's book right. about it and goes on TV. And she's drinking. And then we'll have a do the exorcism because anyone, anyone can do mm. one, right? You've done an exorcism? Oh, I do all the time. Just done one just before yeah. I came on here. I mean, you you drink when you do them, don't you? Loosens me up. Do you think that could be a thing? Like the drunken exorcist. Like people would hire you more because <laughs> you're kind of a party guy as well. Yeah. You yeah. bring it as like a m- mobile disco and lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Get a friend of the power crash compels you. Like a proper so, mobile disco. Yeah, we're gathered here to execute this somber exorcism. But before that, <laughs> who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to that exorcism. What do you think is some alternate jobs that Ellen Burstyn could have done instead of being an author? Oh, okay, gymnast, yeah. elderly gymnast. I think that's. I think I believe that's a job. <laughs> elderly gymnast. I've tracked down Chris McNeil. She's an expert on exorcisms and the world's foremost elderly gymnast. (laughs) That would be interesting if she'd done that. I mean, she was an actress, you know, maybe she became a a gymnast. Yeah, she could have done that. I think I thought like her performing exorcisms is kind of like someone surviving a plane crash and then (laughs) trying to fly a plane, but without learning to fly a plane. Yeah. So she could have been a pilot. That would be good. Like an unauthorized pilot. Yeah. Elderly unauthorized pilot. Professional boxer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we'd cut to her in the ring, warming up for a fight, 
elderly she's just about boxer. to like get get into a fight and then her corner guy is like a phone call for you she's yeah like, <laughs> <sighs> 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 yeah she's un- asked to unwrap her gloves and could have fixed photocopiers <laughs> yeah like like those guys it's normally a guy I've never seen a woman okay, keep going be called in to fix a photocopier that's true I've seen many women fix photocopiers when I've broken them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when they call when someone... You, but when you need an expert, it's, it's a guy. <laughs> no, what I That's said. what you say. I hear what you're saying loud and no. clear. <laughs> not what I said. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I don't worry, it's I normally... It. And I just don't, I don't know. Is this, not a, is this not a job that's popular with women? Is this... I think there needs to be more female photocopier repair people yeah, that's the thing I'm going to start a change.org ah uh, listen know? Ben I'm with you I think it is all about the expertise and that's that's why it's only men it's only men who do it and not women as there you, should be more as women. you rightly say no didn't say that yeah so if Ellen Burstyn if we'd met her fixing a photocopier we would have thought oh she's got an <laughs> and interesting then, skill and then her set. client is like this is all wrong <laughs> we should have called that guy <laughs> <laughs> she just leaves to go and do You've the made it worse. <laughs> Can we call that other guy we're talking to, please? <laughs> Where's she gone? <laughs> She's just come in here, made it worse, and she disappeared. <laughs> this is appalling. It's the last time I called a woman to do this job. <laughs> Any of those things actually would have been more interesting than the most obvious thing. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people like, oh, don't hate on David Gordon Green. Like, you know, it's not his fault. He's not a bad director. Well, he is because he's he's taken the Halloween franchise and he ruined that. Like with three films that just got progressively worse and oddly had the same like community taking charge of evil thing. So I guess that's one of his fetishes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and now this, but I have read that he apparently is not going to be involved in the next one, The Exorcist Deceiver. Okay. Which will uh, star Linda Blair, apparently. Hmm. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> well, Ben, let's, uh, let's get this over with. Let's just put it in the macerating tank of this bear. Let's do it. On to this episode's top five. This time, we're going to be guessing each other's top five most irritating kids from movies. Mm. Now, Eamon, I think you lost last time, didn't you? So you get the first guess. Mm. Okay. Double. Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. No. Mm. I haven't said Kevin. I, I quite like him. Have you, re- have you watched them recently? I've watched them a lot recently. He's a, an obnoxious piece of... <laughs> I can't say what I want to say because my daughter's in the next room. But uh, the whole family, we watched it recently, and it's just like, oh my God, not only is he awful, the whole family, including the extended family, are awful. They are. But it is great. They've been far more satisfying watch if their plane like crash landed in the Alps and they had to like eat one another. Or like they died and Kevin really was left alone. Yeah. yeah. And then like the ghosts came back and were like, they're happy now? Yeah. Selfish jerk. Right. Yeah, your guess. Okay. This is a double. Samuel from the Babadook. I didn't put him down because I can't oh, remember Louise. the film very well. 
but I remember loving it. And I think maybe maybe that helped me gloss over it. I mean, he was intentionally awful, but he was awful. All right, next. The little kid from The Visit. No. I think I was quite chilled by that film, but I don't remember him. This is a double. A child from the Jurassic Park franchise? I will give you that. Can you now guess which one it is? I'm going to say Lex from Jurassic Park. No. Okay, I'm going to say Jeff Goldblum's daughter from Jurassic Park 2. That's a double. Yes, it was her. (laughs) Kelly Curtis Malcolm. The one that does gymnastics to fight a velociraptor. Bear in mind, I'm not talking about the, the actor. I'm talking about the character. Yes. I found that character so obnoxious. Yes. It's so disrespectful to, to the audience to believe that a child could chin a velociraptor. Stupid. I'm going to go with Rachel from War of the Worlds. No. And I don't know why that's come up on so many lists. Mm, I know. You mentioned that movie, so I thought maybe it would have been that. I do like that film, but I don't find her annoying. Oh, okay. Well, you've. Yay! That was... Winner! Yay, good for you, Eamon. Well yeah. done. What was your top five, please? So, so Kevin McAllister, Jack Oldman's daughter in uh, Jurassic Park 2. Also from uh, Jurassic Park, the first one is the kid, brilliant bit of casting, who goes, that doesn't look very scary. More like a six-foot turkey. That kid. And I feel sorry for him in a way because he was cast because he looks kind of annoying. But great job, that kid. You nailed it. Yeah. Try and have a little respect. Basically threatens him with disembowelment. So that kid, <laughs> the annoying boy gang leader from Robocop 2. Oh, that's a good choice. And Maud and Iris Apatow from Knocked Up, <laughs> who uh, are just as obnoxious and annoying as their mum. And yet Judd Apatow puts him in all his films ruining them i had samuel from the babadook i have ruka salt from charlie and the chocolate factory mm-hmm. i know she's meant to be annoying but she's so annoying yeah uh kelly curtis malcolm mm. uh anakin skywalker from the phantom menace just awful i feel sorry for him because they cast a kid who couldn't act yeah he sucks yeah and harry potter from harry potter oh yeah because they talk about all the other characters but he's the most annoying and again it's because he can't act so, I won. This, uh, we all just heard, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And so, for my prize, <laughs> I, have cho- <laughs> I have chosen Killers of the Flower Moon by Martin Scorza, I believe it's how he pronounces his name. Scorsese. Very much looking forward to it. The Irishman was uh, one of my favourite films of the last few years. Dreadful CGI, unfortunately. Terrible CGI, but... Unlike Ridley Scott, who is just getting worse and worse as he gets very old, Scorsese's still yeah. got the touch. Hey, Ridley, why don't you make another Alien prequel? That'll be good. Make sure it uh, doesn't make sense, though, yeah? Yes, yeah, it shouldn't make sense. Um, put um, a snake jumping in someone's mouth. People love that. Or, like, uh, say the next one's going to, like, make all of it make sense, but they don't <laughs> make it. And keep saying that. Yeah? yeah, yeah, keep saying that, yeah. All right, so all that's left, thank our Patreons. Let's associate each Patreon with a time that we were memorably sick, <laughs> like uh, the, exorcist, the girl in The Exorcist does a big sick. Okay, uh, Mike Foster. Uh, the time I ate loads of chicken nuggets and was sick. <laughs> Raph. 
Oh, the time I had some dodgy pulled pork in Plymouth and uh, I couldn't come home for three days. My family was (laughs) stranded because I was a mess. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Good. Uh, My mum? The time I had gastric flu uh, (laughs) when I lived abroad and... uh, delirious and like tripping balls like like for a, a week so like almost in a good way no no no, no. okay awful yeah and what about your dad my dad who is the time i threw up on myself on the dance floor oh i remember that hope he's proud good okay so all the social medias were there we're like oh man we're so we're so on it do loads of great posts Give us some interaction. Give us the attention we so desperately crave oh, by please. leaving a comment. Please. Or, or even goading us. Try goading us in, into, uh, you know, saying something stupid. Yeah. I'd love that. Or send us a load of body of Christ. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. But. With a twist. With, with the sweet, please. Yeah. Sweet body of Christ. Sweet. <laughs> 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 that sounds like a, uh, I like that. Blasphemy. Like savory, sweet. sweet or savory? That sounds like something Jim Ross would say. <laughs> it sweet does. body of Christ. Triple H just blasted <laughs> through an NH steel chair. Oh, man. I love that. That's a great just options, I think, would yeah. work better. You know, would you like maybe a dip? Hmm. Like you could have savory savory body of Christ with a little salsa dip. I'll tell you what, I'd go for, I'd go for that big time. Yeah. Or sweet body of Christ with a little... Uh, a little bit of cracking on it. I was just about to say, um, or like a pork scratching. <laughs> Do it as a, a big round pork scratching. What, sweet and... you got a sweet body of Christ with a pork scratching, like a... Well, I mean, I started off by, by saying something different, but I like where you're going. So you a, get the sweet and the salt? Yeah. How do you, what pork, do you think that Pork scratching covered in sherbet? Is that, what, <laughs> is that what we're saying? Wow. What? Yeah. Don't so, steal that. Don't steal that. That's ours. Don't, don't steal st- that, the church. <laughs> Stole yeah. everything else. Exactly. Yeah. Stole all your best ideas from us. <laughs> yeah, that whole coming back from the dead thing, that was our idea. <laughs> that was. We did that. We got killed by Terminator and we came back. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, nice one, Jesus. Stupid church of England. <laughs> I mean, that's the body of Christ is Catholic. Oh, it is, so. yeah. Yeah, but but anyway, yeah, stupid, 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 stupid. Uh, good. <laughs> and on that note, Eamon. Yeah, keep flushing. <laughs> <laughs>